0: guys, we're going to have a great episode today. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for all the support that you get. I want to remind you that you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you don't follow, follow it at Outdoors. Uh, feel free to send me a DM. I love uh, corresponding with you guys about your hunts and any questions that you might have. Uh, we're going to have a great episode. I also want to thank uh, the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank gohunt.com Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years. He's the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager over there at GoHunt.com at the gear shop. Uh, You can reach out directly uh, for info or for sales at 702-847-8747. You can also email him at optics at GoHunt.com. He also uh, gets texts from uh, my listeners at, on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. Feel free to send him a text if you're looking for a certain tripod or binocular or spotting scope or rifle scope, anything to do with optics. Uh, give Cody Nelson a call or a text. I want to thank GoHunt.com also and remind you guys that the GoHunt maps, the mobile app um, mapping apps, are now available on iTunes and Android. Uh, They have real 3D. Um, It's awesome, awesome 3D mapping on these mobile apps. Uh, You can get a free trial, a seven-day free trial, by going to GoHunt.com forward slash J. Scott. You can also check in the show notes. I'll have it linked up. You get a seven-day free trial that gives you access to everything in the Insider as well as uh, g- let you look at the, the mapping apps uh, both on the desktop and on your phone. Uh, you can also sign up uh, by going to GoHunt.com and just use J. Scott and that's going to save you $50. Uh, you're actually going to get a Go Hunt gift card, $50 Hunt gift card when you sign up. So go check it out also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. Go to K-U-I-U, to order the gear right there that are direct-to-consumer model. Uh, So that's the only place you can get the gear, as well as phonescope.com. Use the JSCOT21 promo code, and you're going to get a 10% discount. Uh, Guys, let's get right to this episode, and again, thanks for listening guys welcome to the j scott outdoors podcast i have got my friend brian rimza on the line brian how you doing i'm good jay how are you good the last time we kind of got together it was kind of pre-turkey season you were headed off to do some turkey hunts yourself i was headed to mexico to go turkey hunting how was your season
1: that was good uh it's always good we hunted uh, the white mountain apache with a bunch of my family and then I hunted it with the Griegos like we always do and it was, uh, it was a great year. I mean, that place is, continues to be amazing. We killed 20 birds in the four days we were up there, so everybody killed two birds and then uh, I killed a couple with my brother. But Yeah, we had just a good time. I caught my first brown trout ever, so that was kind of a cool experience. Um, but yeah, it was, turkey season was good.
0: It's hard to believe that you caught your first brown trout. Usually, once you do that, you become a junkie. I know. I love. I, I've pretty much devoted a lot of part of my life in the summers to chasing brown trout. They kind of get under your skin, and they're a really cool fish. So I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, it was really neat to uh, to catch one. And I'm not much of a
1: fisherman, so it was it was a cool experience.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you on here. We're going to talk about the Arizona Bighorn Sheep application. We're going to talk about the units. We're going to recap last year. We're going to talk about some of the changes, go over some of the max um, max point holder tags that went last year and kind of do our breakdown that we normally do on sheep. I know I've um, gotten a lot of requests to... Um, do this podcast. And I know people, you know, kind of wait to do their applications and they get a lot of value out of it. So uh, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. I know you're uh, pour over the numbers and kind of have a real good sense of where the tags go and, you know, some of the units that kind of come up and, you know, go up and down uh, with time. And it's going to be fun to kind of pour over that. Uh, Before we get into that, um, talk first for those people maybe that are listening that haven't listened for the last you know, five, six years as we've done these breakdowns. Um, how does the Arizona Game and Fish allocate and how does the draw work for Desert Bighorn Sheep and Rocky Mountain?
1: Uh, so Desert Bighorn Sheep and Rocky Mountain, Bighorn Sheep in Arizona are effectively considered the same sheep when you apply for the draw. You, you can mix and match your apps as far as a Rocky or a Desert. Um, but they're not separate applications. So you have to pick, based on the hunt code, what you want to apply for. Uh, The thing that's important to understand is that obviously non-residents have a 10% allocation of the tags that they can draw. It's not a guaranteed 10%. They can draw up to 10% of the tags. Um, And of that 10%, half of it, can go to guys that have max bonus points. Most of the sheep tags drawn in Arizona by non-residents typically go in the random drawing. So the the way the draw works is when you apply for sheep, basically we, they allocate twenty percent of the total sheep tag. So it's not twenty percent of a tag per unit per hunt code like it is for elk and deer in Arizona. It's twenty percent of the total sheep tags. Are allocated to those individuals with the max maximum number of bonus points so this year going into it uh, max bonus points is 33 There are three residents that have 33 points there are no non-residents and then it will dip down into the 32 point pool which is kind of cool because it's not often you get to st- go down a, a point So that's a a neat deal. But in 32-point pool, there's 129 residents and 40 non-residents. So the long and short of it is those guys with 32 points. I mean, this year, we're going to give 28 tags out in the bonus pass, which, I mean, that's four-tag increase from last year. So if you do the math in five years, if you're a resident and you have 32 points, you should have a chance to hunt sheep. here pretty quick. If you're a non-resident with 40, one of the 40 non-residents for 32 points you got a long ways to go you just got to hope that your number comes up you definitely have better odds than everybody else but it's just a tough a tough situation so picking picking the units that you apply for um wisely are super important but once the game fish allocates the 20 percent of those tags to those guys with the max but maximum number of bonus points then they do the random draw or the one-two pass is what the game of fish calls it, and they basically go through and start drawing people out until all the tags are gone. So that's kind of how it works. There's never obviously any leftover tags. Um, the nice thing that Arizona does is that whether you're a non-resident with max points or a non-resident with no points, everybody has a chance to draw every year in Arizona. I wish I wish the majority of western states would. T- Take on the same philosophy because it would keep people in the game longer, at least giving people a chance to draw. I know the odds are slim, but you at least have a shot and you have some hope. So, but if you're non resident um, or a resident who doesn't have, you know, 30 plus points, you're, the units you pick matter. And so that's what we try to help people understand that um, because it's important to know what you're doing.
0: Even though the odds are slim, and we've talked about it before, even though the odds are slim, if you can up those odds, um sometimes by 50 percent, just by applying for units that are less let's say less quality maybe a little less under the radar maybe not as you know big of rams or notorious units would you agree i mean in in circumstances you can go from picks just by picking a, a better unit uh, uh maybe not doesn't have the highest quality of rams but your percentage of draw can go up you know 40 50 60 percent just by kind of punching over the numbers
1: yeah i mean that 40 50 60 percent it's like two one hundredths of a percentage you know what i mean sure. or two one thousandths of a percentage but hey it makes a difference and i mean arizona almost every unit in arizona has the potential to produce a Buna and crockett sheep there's a few units that we'll go over you know, kind of in the northern, northwestern part of the state that don't tend to do that. But, I mean, very minimally, Arizona provides the best opportunity, one of the best opportunities, in my opinion, to hunt desert sheep, the only state that provides more tags and more opportunities in Nevada. Um, And they also have great Rams. But, like, it's important to know where you're applying and understand the draw because you don't – every year matters. And – you just never know when your luck's gonna get your lucky number's gonna get pulled.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Ryan, let's go. Let's do a recap of how last season in twenty twenty one kind of shook out. Uh, the season, you know, was a pretty good year. Last year, we saw
1: I think there were six desert sheep that were killed over, that were over one hundred and eighty. That includes uh, the auction ram, which is uh, quite a step up from twenty twenty two where we didn't see very many 180 sheep killed um i think if my numbers are correct i don't think we saw any uh hold on yeah i think that there were only no there was an auction ram killed last year so there were there were five um that were killed in in 2020 uh in 2020 that were over 180 so last year we saw six so that was good uh total Book Desert Sheep was 35, which is plus two. Actually, it's 36, counting the auction ramp, so it's plus plus three from the year before that. And then as far as Rockies are concerned, we didn't have any over 180 in 2021. I'm sorry, 2020. And last year in 21, there were two, so that's a step up. And then 170 to 180 Rockies, we had eight, which is uh, a step up there. So, I mean, just in looking at the harvest data, there are a lot of, I mean, there's a slew of 170 plus rams when you're talking desert sheep that were killed. So, I mean, they had some great, it was a great year, you know, I mean, oh, there, there were some really good rams that were, that
0: were killed. Well, if you look at the number of desert tags that are available or were available last year, it sounds like roughly about 30 of those were book book or better. I mean, that's a third of the sheep killed that were book or better. That's pretty dang good.
1: Yeah, last year there were um, 106 desert tags issued. So, I mean, to have 35 of them meet that Boone and a minimum, which is 168, that's pretty impressive. Um, it kind of leads me into kind of an update on kind of some of the changes for 2022. Are you ready for to yeah. talk about that? Mm-hmm. So, kind of some exciting news Um you know Arizona manages pretty conservatively for their sheep, and as they should, because you know we have dealt with pneumonia, and we're still dealing with pneumonia in some of the northern, northwestern units. But uh, this year we're going to have a a total increase in sheep tags that is something we've we flat out haven't seen before. We're going to have an 18 tag total increase in sheep tags. So last year there were 106 desert tags. We're going to have 120 this year, which is a 14 tag increase, which is Huge when you figure it's all, it's roughly 15, you know, 13 to 15 percent of the tags uh, were increasing. So that's good. Uh, the Rocky tags went from 16 last year and they're going to have 20 tags this year, which is a four tag increase. Again, you know, nearly a 20 percent increase in tags. I mean, that's that's big. So, what that does, uh, which is should be exciting for residents and non residents, the residents now will have the ability to draw up to 14 tags which is a two tag increase from last year 14 is obviously 10 percent of 140 tags so i mean that's an that's a an increase anytime you can increase the opportunity to draw a tag that's a good deal and then the bonus pass tags or the max point tags went from 24 last year to 28 this year so that's a four tag increase for those guys and, and you know 20 percent of the tags will go to guys with max so those 28 tags are going to the guys with max tags so i mean if you're in that thirty, you know, thirty-three, thirty-two point pool, this is a exciting time for you. I mean, if you're a, one of the three guys with thirty-three points, you're going to draw your tag, and it's just a matter of, uh, you know, where you want to go. And I would tell you, my guess is you're probably, you know, you could be forty five if you're forty-four, forty-five if you're the youngest guy with thirty-three points. But most guys are probably going to be older, and I hope and assume that you have at least talked to an outfitter if that's something you're considering. Um, It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in Arizona to do that. Um, But if you're not, at least talk to someone and understand where you're putting in for because when we talk here shortly, Jay, about where the tags and the bonus pass were drawn last year, I, I mean, I'm frankly pretty surprised at some of the units because last year the guys really had some chances to draw tags too. And some of the units that these tags went to are a bit surprising to me um because i know that if i had max points there are a very few set of units that i would be applying for and it would be very small this year knowing that there's only three of us there to draw those tags so i mean those guys will have the chance to draw their tags this year so i mean even if they want to stick to one choice you know and hold out they know they're going to draw this year and next year so it's just a matter of what they want
0: But I I think a lot of it comes down to when I hear from some of these max point holders, sometimes I feel like some of them really don't know and they don't pound over the numbers and then they just randomly pick a unit and go, oh, I drew it. Like they they didn't know they were going to draw it and put in for, you know, what I would maybe call a subpar unit and they draw it with max points. Well, of course you drew it with max points, you know. But then there's also some that potentially – just get tired they get tired of applying and and they just kind of you know like almost like have fatigue over the whole thing and they just want to get a tag so they just put in for a unit and and go with it um and then i'm sure there's some people that maybe just make a mistake um but it does kind of blow me away sometimes how people with that many points sometimes what i would think maybe what you would think would be lackadaisical and draw a unit a mid-tier unit um and they and they kind of throw it away and in in my mind sometimes yeah and i
1: mean i guess it's all a perspective of what you want to get out of the hunt i mean we're kind of nerds when it comes to numbers and stuff like that and i mean if you're a 70 year old guy that's been putting in for you know 30 years 32 years um you may not pay attention to it and you may say look you know i live in kingman and i don't care if you know, the sheep repair aren't the biggest, I want to hunt my backyard, and that's right. cool, like sure. there's nothing wrong with that, it's just that uh, you know, understand what you have, I mean, the auction tag goes for two hundred and fifty to $300,000, and you have the chance to hunt the same unit that that individual's going to be hunting, and I mean, those opportunities don't come around very often in life, Right. so it's just, it's just hard to see people kind of spoil it, and I mean, it's not spoiling it, it's all in the eyes of what you want to do, but it's, it's important to at least know what you're doing, I guess, is, is the biggest thing. I mean, I hate for someone to put in and be shocked they drew a tag and they had 33 points. Like, there's only three of you, so of course you drew.
0: Right. Um, also, do a little quick math for us. Uh, I know where you, where you got it, but maybe some of the listeners, when you're talking about how old someone might be, you, you kind of said that there was an age of in the low 40s. Um obviously taking the number of thirty two thirty three and and the ten, ten year old talk about that real fast so basically thirty one
1: I mean anyone who has thirty three points in Arizona most likely um, has a a loyalty point and they well they have a loyalty point and they probably have a hundred education point so but that being said, they've been applying for 31 years. So if you do the math on the 31 years, basically 1989, 1990 is about where the point system started. And I happen to be just, I, I turned 10 in 1990. So I know that I would have Max right now. Um, and I was born in 1980, so I would have Max right now. So I'm 41. So the youngest person, if they were diligent, they didn't make a mistake, they didn't screw up. You know would be in that 41 42 range um to have those points but you know they could be much much older too so it just depends because
0: yeah
1: that's when when it started you know i mean if if my dad had been building points and never drawn a desert tag you know my dad is 65 66 um oh sorry dad you're 67 but uh, he, uh you know, he would have max points and be putting in. So, I mean, it, it's just a dependent on where that is. And, you know, I want to see, I want to see guys draw their sheep tags. I hate, I hate to see guys who love hunting, who grow and can't physically do it anymore. I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow for sure. So, I mean, I I just want the guys to draw their tags and have the best hunt possible.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of that, I, I I think, and we've talked about it before on these podcasts when we're talking about sheep and you're talking about being excited about uh, more tags and more opportunities for guys to be able to go sheep hunting. I really think the game and fish needs to take a really hard look at broken horn rams and rams that probably will never be harvested in anyone's lifetime, likely never harvested, Um, Seems like every unit I go in, there's always a few broken horn rams, and I wish they could come up with some sort of solution where guys could, you know, get a broken horn ram tag, and 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 go hunt those animals, Um, even if it was a basis of, you know, they're worried. Well, how will people know if they're broken? What will be clarified or classified as broken? um you know i'm sure there's volunteers arizona desert bighorn sheep society i'm sure there's people that would agree to go with those hunters and get some of those animals harvested because it's a shame to see um people that would just you know literally die to have a sheep tag whether it's a you know fully you know fully horned you know good good looking ram or just a broken horn ram just to go sheep hunting curious your thoughts on that brian
1: I mean, I think it would be nice to find a way to you know, capitalize on the broken horn rams, especially in certain units um, where you know that no one's going to shoot them. I mean, there's very few rams killed, if any. I think there was one that I noticed this year that had like six inches busted off um, that get killed. But at the same time, just because a ram has a broken horn and obviously no one wants to shoot him, He's still a breeding ram, you know what I mean. He's still going to be making, you know, making lambs and stuff and doing that stuff. Now, if it's an old old ram or it's a sick ram with sinusitis and horns falling off, obviously there's different dynamics to that. But I mean, I agree that it would be nice to have that, and I would I would support that. I mean, I think that's something that the game and fish should take a look at. Uh, I know the sheep society is pretty. Uh, strong when it comes to communicating with them, and I, I know there's discussion of it. I just don't know why the big why it hasn't come to fruition. But I don't know of any states no. right now no. that do it. Right, right. I know Mexico does it, and Mexico, you know, sells those broken horn rams for a much discounted price for you know than what a a full ram is is. Uh, costs
0: something else to mention too is the fact of um, we talk about opportunity and it's great that there's more sheep tags I I say that I cringe a little bit I want to I know there's an argument that if you don't harvest those rams that there's a potential that a you know pneumonia could come in sinusitis could come in and you know really hurt some of those mature and older rams and they're going to die anyway Um, I just want to make sure that it seems like a lot of times the game and fish, instead of just bumping up one tag or dropping down one tag, you know, sometimes it jumps up three tags or it it seems like there's sometimes, you know, and it's based on their class three and class four, what they see in the surveys. Um, But I'm always lean towards wanting to make sure that Arizona has quality rams and really good Rams and I know guys argue with me all the time and that's fine everyone can have their opinion I just wanna I would really like to see Arizona game and fish not get too rambunctious and raise the tag so much that all of a sudden we lose our age class and lose our quality um, and then you know the other side of the spectrum is guys say you know as soon as a Rams a class three that you know we should be shooting those Rams because they may end up you know getting pneumonia and they all get wiped out anyway i I mean i see both sides but i think arizona is the best state in the country for for desert bighorns and i hate to see some of these units bumping the tags up so much that the quality declines and i know it's i know they're doing a good job and i know they're keeping their eye on it which is great um i just kind of caution i just kind of caution my my hackles go up a little bit when i see some of these units with with as many tags as they have because i know that the quality the age class will come down and um i think that's unfortunate but you know they've got a tough job to kind of balance everything um, and they do a great job and i'm not picking on them and i'm glad it you know i'm glad it's their job and not mine but i just curious your thoughts on that i mean
1: i agree obviously we're in the the game of trying to harvest an older age class, mature, big ram, you know, but not everybody has that same drive. Um, And, you know, to the game officials' credit, you know, 37A is the unit that comes to mind. You know, when they jumped that to six tags, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, like, they're going to shoot out all the rams. There's not going to be any big rams left. There's nothing, you know, there's going to be nothing left. Well, man, this year alone, out of the six tags, they killed four rams over 170, with the oldest Ram being 11, I mean, and an average age class of nine. So, I, I mean, we got to give them some credit Absolutely. where credit is due. Absolutely. And I mean, I know you you do that for sure. I mean, is it a little concerning to see, you know, the Kofa units being basically doubled? Yeah, but the Kofas back in the day were amazing units. And they had the issue with the Lions killing a bunch of sheep. And then the Gaming Fish got in there and addressed that issue and now it's come back. And you know, so I kinda, you know, I'm on both sides of the fence on that. I I think that Game of Fish has to pick the units that they really wanna focus on maintaining mature, you know, I'm not shouldn't say mature, but like big RAMs and and then, you know, there's some other units where they're gonna manage more for opportunity. So it's you're never gonna make everybody happy. I mean I I've learned that through the, <laughs> through the over-the-counter draw process, or over-the-counter deer tag process, and I mean, but they really, they're really these—they're really trying to do good things and trying to do things right. And I mean, you—they cut tags in units this year. You know, they—they they combined the 15D South and 15D North and cut it by two tags this year because the pneumonia is still kicking those sheep's butt. So, I mean. Should it be less tags? Probably, based on some of the guys that we know in there. But you know, it's just—it's one of those deals
0: where you're never gonna make everybody happy. Sure. Let's talk about where the max um, tags went this last year in 2021. Okay. Um, so in 2021, there were 16 Desert Sheep
1: tags drawn in the max, and last year, uh, if you remember, there were. There were 32 points was the maximum number of points that someone could have uh, drawn the tag. So the first tag last year went to uh, 15th C North, which is one of the ones that is surprising to me. Um, It was drawn by a guy that had 31 points. He was in the bonus pass, but he was one-off max. Um, That's typically not a great unit, Um, but he drew his tag. The second tag was drawn... In 15D South, which is a unit that's produced some great rams over the years. Uh, I think this last year, we'll talk about it when we get there, but definitely had some pneumonia issues. I mean, we have some friends that spend a lot of time in those units and definitely saw saw some of that going on. So that kind of impacted that. Um, 16A is the third tag. That was also drawn by a guy with 31 points. Uh, 22 South, which is the Desert Sheep unit, because now we have a 22 North, which is a Rocky unit. Saw both tags drawn in the max. Um, they, I believe, they were both drawn with, by guys who had 32 points. So I mean, 22 South continues to be the one for sure guarantee unit that you absolutely want to stay away from if you're not if you don't have max points because those tags are. People know what that unit holds and they like that hunt. It's a very unique hunt. Um, so we'll talk more about it when we get there. 24B Wilderness, um, which is a great hunt. It's been traditionally very good. Had one tag drawn in the max and was drawn by someone with 31 points. 24B North was a one tag unit last year. Uh, it's going to be a two tag unit this year. So it may change, but the 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 one tag last year drew in the, was drawn in the max. Um, believe it was the guy that had 32 points and drew that tag. 24B South, so not the wilderness portion, but the entire portion, of 24B South, uh, had one tag drawn in the max. That's a two-tag unit. Traditionally, 24B South it goes all in the max. It did not last year. 28 South had one tag drawn in the max. Typically, that's another unit that's been having both tags go in the max, but last year was only one. 37A, the first hunt, both tags were drawn in the max. 37A second hunt, you had one tag drawn in the max. And then you had one tag drawn in max in 39 East, 40A, 44B South, and 45C. So of the desert units, the only units that saw all the tags go to max holders was 15C North, which is a one-tag unit, 22 South, which is a two-tag unit, and 37A First Hunt, which is a two-tag unit, and 24B North, which last year was a one-tag unit, but it will be a two-tag unit this year. When you move down to the Rockies, um, Unit 1 and 27 had only one tag last year. It will have two this year. That tag was drawn in the max. Then you go down to the new uh, South Fork, Unit 1 South Fork Hunt they created. It was a one-tag unit last year. It'll be two this year. It had the one tag drawn in the max. Uh, 6A last year, it was split off from 22 north. There were three tags. All three tags were drawn by max point holders. I'm not sure you're going to see that again this year. Um, that unit's been struggling to produce uh, even 170 rams. Uh, so it, 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 we'll talk more about it. The 22 rocky portion, so 22 north, had one tag drawn in the max. Uh, 2324A, which is it was a one-tag unit last year, had the one tag drawn in the max. It'll be a two-tag unit this year. And then your 27 south, 28 north, second hunt had one tag drawn in the max. So for Rockies, uh, Unit 1 and 27, Unit 1, um, South Fork, 6A, and twenty-three twenty-four a were all drawn by max uh, point holders last year. I will touch on the tags that were drawn by non-residents last year just to give the non-residents kind of an understanding where uh, those tags were drawn. It's also... Relevant to residents because when you take non-resident applicants out of the draws, um, It really changes what they look like and the non-residents don't have access to very many tags So they don't often draw in some of these units, but last year you had a tag in 15D north a tag in 15D south 24B wilderness 24B south 37B 40A is where uh, one of the bonus tags went to a non-resident You had 40B Tanahas, 41 West, 43B Second Hunt. One of the 44B North Hunters uh, was a non-resident who drew in the max. And then 44B South had a non-resident draw. Um, And then 27 South, 28 North had a non-resident draw tag. So you had one Rocky tag go to a non-resident, and you had 11 Desert tags go to non-residents. And of those 12 tags available to non residents, two of them went to individuals that had maximum bonus points.
0: Brian, talk about the non residents and how they have to apply for units that have more than one tag, and how we look at these numbers and see that in every single unit, it seems that those are, you know, 20 30 40 50 people sometimes and more per unit non-residents that apply for units that are only one tag units that they literally don't even have a chance to draw go over that real fast
1: yeah so in order for a non-resident to have a chance to draw a tag there has to be at least two tags in the unit so when we look at the draws i i extrapolate out the data and i can see how many non-resident applicants applied um, the only skew to some of the non resident applicants is that if you're a non-resident, if you're a resident at some point lived in the state and you bought a lifetime license and then moved out of the state, you you show as a non-resident applicant, although you are considered in the resident pool because you have that lifetime license. Um, but there, there, there's no way that some of the units that have you know crazy amounts of non-resident applicants are our lifetime license hunters, so i would really encourage you as a non-resident to avoid a one tag unit um because it doesn't benefit you at all to put in for it and then i would also if you're not a guy with max and even if you're a, one of the non-residents that does have 32 points i think there were 40 of them i mentioned i would stay away from 22 south for sure Um, Everything else I think you can consider in play, but 22 South, I would absolutely stay away from um, because I think the odds are super slim and there's great units that you can apply for. It's just that one's going to be super tough, but it's up to you. I mean, next year you'll be the only guys left. So you could potentially do that, but you know, you got to make the most of those, most of those opportunities because in reality, if you divide the 40 hunters by five potential tags, if they all five tags, uh, went to non-residents in the bonus pass that they're eligible for that would be eight years but typically we see one to two non-residents draw a tag so you can do the math that's not very good odds i mean you could you could wait a long time and never get your tag so be cautious where you apply try to avoid some of those better units and there's still great units for you to apply to
0: Brian, let's go through some of the units. We'll kind of do a unit-by-unit breakdown. Some of the units we'll spend very little time on, some we'll spend more time on. Um, Starting out right at the beginning, units 9 and 10, the Cataract Canyon, it looks like they have gone back to a one tag. Uh, But the interesting thing is you've got October, November, and December, so it's a three-month-long sheep season. Uh, the, the, I have not hunted that unit specifically for sheep but one of the things you need to know about is those sheep kind of move in and out of the cataract in and out of the Grand Canyon National Park um, in and out of the reservation there a little bit and the reason they have that season so long is because those sheep are not always there and so you kind of have to be able to adapt to cyclical rams moving in and out. I, I do know that there is an opportunity there to shoot a pretty good ram but it requires someone that's going to have quite a bit of time um either either just go in and, and get lucky and find one right away um when the season starts or be able to come and go you know and keep looking and looking and looking until you can find those sheep that are in what we would call huntable area um and it looks like uh, the total applicants were 313. Uh, that was up 51. Um, in 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 2021, it was up 51. Is that correct? Uh, and, but yeah. they've, they've dropped the tag though, so that those numbers are all going to be kind of thrown out the window. Historically, it's a pretty tough unit. Yeah, no, I mean
1: the draws. That are that we're talking about are just showing for the first hunt from last year. Obviously, you're going to combine. I mean, if you're looking at both hunts last year, you know, you had over nearly five, nearly 600 applicants, you know. What I mean, so we'll it'll be interesting to see what it does. I mean, it, it's a it's one of the hunts that you know, obviously, non residents can't apply for. The draws are not great for what you're going to get. I think people often think because it's a tough hunt, it's three months long that the draws would genuinely be better, but that's not typically the case. Um, last year, hunters killed a 162 and a 146. Both rams were aged at 7. So, I mean, a 162 ram is a respectable ram for anybody um, on a desert sheep hunt, especially in that unit. So, I mean, it's doable. It's not, 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 not a place that I have um, hunted myself and not a place I put anybody in for, but, I mean, just understand what you're getting into.
0: Next hunt is the Kanab Creek Hunt Area, 12A, 12B West, 13A. Uh, one tag, it was a 1 in 187. Uh, total applicants was 329. Um, I don't know much about that unit at all. Um, what kind of rams did they kill there last year, Brian? So uh, that ram
1: last year, if I'm looking at it right, was a 141 ram. Uh, that, that was a... You know, just a, a decent five and a half year old ram. It's a tough hunt. And one thing I want to touch on, I'm, I'm not sure that I, I did mention it earlier. I just want to mention it again the draws that Jay and I are talking about are not taking in. I removed the non resident applicants out of these draws. So they're kind of a beneficial view for residents because honestly, the non resident draws doesn't make a bit of difference. But when you take out the non residents, it kind of really changes the draws. It gives you kind of a perspective um, because they're only able to draw so few tags on how good the odds are i mean they can change from year to year but that's just i just want to clarify that when we're talking about yes there were 329 total applicants last year for that canab creek hunt which is an increase of 120 applicants but of those 142 of them were non-residents for a one tag unit so i took them out and that's where we get the one out of 187
0: the 12B hunt, uh, it's a th- its two two hunts. There's a first and a second hunt, uh, three tags on the first hunt, four tags on the second. Now, some pretty good rams uh, came out of that unit last year, and it looks like the dates are November 18th to December 8th, and then the 9th through the 31st, so that's split into two time frames there uh, for that 12B East um, hunt. Yeah, it's uh you know, last
1: year was a bomber year in 12B East. I mean, it was as good a year as you could have had uh, for that unit. And I think it's notable to mention you had seven tags there. None of them were drawn by non residents, although on the first hunt you saw 809 non resident applicants, and on the second hunt you saw 100, or 877 non resident applicants. So when you take out those non-resident applicants because they didn't draw any tags, you're looking at one and 145 and one and 143 as your draws, respectively. So, I mean, they're not terrible. The thing I, that's important to mention is the bigger rams, not all of them, but the really big rams on that hunt were guided uh, rams. I, there are a couple of different outfitters that guide up there. I, I think Mossback had three of them last year, and they killed a 180 a 148, and then a 175 ram. Um, additionally, there was a 164 killed and a 174 killed. I've heard the 174 ram was killed by a bowhunter, but I just haven't seen the pictures. I'd love to see it if happens to listen to this. Uh, send it my way. I'd just be curious. Um, but that's a heck of a ram if it was killed by a bowhunter, and then you had a ram that was killed that was 167. So all in all, an absolutely stomper year for that unit. So, I mean... That's not always the norm. I mean, we've seen it um, in the past, you know. But they killed a 180-inch ram out of there last year. I mean, that's that's incredible. I think damn if, it.
0: if you look at your um, numbers that we have here, going back to 2015, Brian, there's only one other 170 ram killed in the unit at all. And last yeah. year alone, they killed three over 174. I mean, two two 174s and a 180. It's almost like what the heck happened? Um, either I think there had to be some knowledge there of of maybe some a couple of older age class Rams, some bigger Rams that maybe you know the prior five or six years guys weren't getting to, um, or potentially something moved in there because it's kind of crazy to see that you kill three over one seventy four and the, f- the one two three four five six years prior, there's one that hits the one seventy mark at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's definitely a
1: very interesting uh, situation to look at for sure. Uh,
0: then we've got the Cottonwood Wilderness, um, unit 13A, one tag unit, uh, 13A. Uh, that's a 1 in 118. um me look at the Rams uh, 157 was shot there if you go back over the last uh, five six years there was not a ram reported in 2020 there was a 164 a 163 and 18 a 164 and 17 a 164 and 16 um, and, and a, actually a 174 and 15 so really not a unit that's known as um, you know super high quality rams but i do think a unit like this is one that you know you just get a couple years where one of those you know mid-160s rams slips through the cracks and all of a sudden that's what happened in 15 where you've got a 174 that was killed
1: yeah i mean 154 The, the so i i had a typo j the ram was 154 almost 155 that was killed it was that ram was guided by clay bundy um that's kind of below the average. I mean, the average for there is pretty much mid-60s. So I don't know if it was an off year. You know, Clay knows that country better than anybody. Um, but, you know, there's potential to kill a solid ram in there. I, I knew someone that had a tag. I think it was 18 or 19. They killed, you know, a, a mid-60s ram, which is a respectable ram, uh, can be tough country to hunt.
0: All right, the next unit here is 13B North. Wow, 13B North really struggled last year. This year it's December 1st through the 31st. Uh, There's three tags uh, in there. And last year... um, Nobody killed a
1: ram last year.
0: Yeah, and they added a tag, Brian. So they went two tags last year. Nobody even killed. They added a tag. That, That makes me scratch my head.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, I I did see some data that the hunters only hunted like two and a half days. I can't confirm that. Um, But we know 13B North from our friends that live up there in uh, St. George and stuff like that, that it's been on a downhill slide. I mean, the scores from last year reflect that. And I was very surprised to learn that no one killed a sheep. And then I was very surprised to learn that they added a tag back. So I don't know if they saw something during surveys or, or what, but I mean, our homegrown knowledge that lives in St. George has definitely been saying that that's struggling. Um, the draws t- typically in 13D North are not great, uh, but we've seen a, a dip over the last couple of years. And now we're back to like a one out of 122 type draws. I mean, you have... Um, and you're going to have a tag increase. So just be aware of it. I mean, I would steer way clear of 13B north unless I knew something, um, had personal knowledge of something that was going on in there. Um, just something to think about. I mean, it has produced 170 rams in the past, but obviously something's
0: going on. We jump over to 13B south. Uh, 13B south has uh, one tag. Uh, last year it looks like the RAM was a 139, prior to that, a 164, uh, 164 and 19, 156 and 18, 145 and 17, 148 and 16. Um, not really known for being a quality unit um, at all, and it looks like it's a 1 in 96, so draw odds are very, very good. It's probably in the top uh five or you know top five of tags to be able to draw as far as when you look at simple simple statistics
1: yeah i mean one in one in 96 is taking out the 92 non-residents that applied um so that you know that's where i get those numbers and you know there's been some decent rams killed in there but that's a tough unit it's a long way from phoenix uh it's very deep into some of that strip country and so definitely
0: not an easy hunt 15a 15b i don't really know much about it it's a one tag unit uh one and 143 um there were 55 more applicants last year in that unit um it looks like uh 138 ram was killed in there last year prior to that a 151 a no harvest in 19 129 and 18 142 and 17 Um, looks like not a quality unit uh, at all.
1: Yeah, it's not anything I know much about. I mean, I think you get a lot of your guys that live up in that Kingman country, maybe who know that country that like to put in for that. But I mean, it's not something that I've ever even considered or told anyone to put in for. So just, I don't have much more to add than what you already
0: said. Uh, 15B West, one tag, uh, 15B West. Uh, let's see, a one in 136 uh, last year. 15B West, a 142 ram in 20, a 150, a 163 in 19, uh, and then it looks like uh, a new unit, or they must have shut it down, and or maybe they broke it out in 19, I think.
1: Yeah, they split up some units and changed some unit boundaries and things, so that's what's reflective on that, but I mean, again, the 140, the ram that was killing there last year had five inches missing off of one horn, so I mean, he's almost pushing a 150 type sheep, he was eight years old, so he's an older age class ram, just kind of beat up a little bit, obviously.
0: And then the next hunt um, is kind of interesting here, uh, 15C, it looks like they've combined 15C north and 15C south, now um this obviously this is up in the nelson eye units up in northwest corner and it has been dramatically affected by um the pneumonia and i'm sure that's why they combined those two units um historically some pretty good rams used to come out of north and south um you know just looking at this from what i know about the unit i think it would be a pretty darn good hunt you'd have a lot of country to hunt Um, but there is a reason that they combined C North and C South, um, where historically, you know, if you look at some of these numbers, um, you know, they've been, those are two historic units that, that, you know, have been very, very good for a long time. But that pneumonia, if you just look at the 139, 140 last year, a 142 and a 164, a 134 and a no harvest, a low 150s in 18, a 110 and a 165 in 17, um, like the, the pneumonia has just wiped that unit out. I would say that probably a local um, up there that maybe have a lot of time, I'll, I would not doubt if they could probably find a mid-160s ram in those in that unit.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, the being combined is just probably totally related to the pneumonia outbreak. So, I mean, we'll see. How it plays out for this next year but i mean you're going to have a ton of country to look at that's for sure
0: the next unit is one that i know really well um 15d they have combined 15d north and 15d south uh and again there's a reason they're doing that And the reason is they've really lost a lot of sheep there um ironically though there still has been some big rams that have come out in the last you know two three four years since the pneumonia um, but the numbers of rams and the numbers of dead rams uh, craig Steele, lee murphy you know found a bunch of dead rams uh, in both units uh, but particularly in the south so there's there's only four tags i mean i can remember probably have to fact check me on the year but i just off the top of my head i'm thinking like 14 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. I, I used to go up there for those sheep surveys. I can remember in 15D North where they were they surveyed, I want to say, 585 sheep in one survey. Um, and pneumonia has obviously cut that number way, way down. Um, yeah. And I think out of that 15D hunt this year with four tags running the whole month now that it's not split, I would bet that most of the hunting pressure is gonna be in 15D North. Um, and one thing I think that will allow C South, or excuse me, D South to do is to recover. And I'm sure that's why they mo- combined uh, the units. Um, and But I think in a couple of years, uh, that, that lower portion, that 15D South is something that maybe to keep an eye on for a, a sleeper ram to come out of there in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean they, you know, they killed a one eighty in
0: there last year, um, and a,
1: a low seventies ram. I mean this year, your 160, one sixty one, one sixty eight, one fifty five, one forty six, and they're all all the rams were, that were killed were mature. I mean they're eight plus years old, so it's just it's just a struggle, you know, to to get get through that pneumonia issue.
0: Yeah, the next unit we have there is sixteen A. Um, now, obviously, there's 16A south combined with 18B, but we're talking about the 16A. It's excluding that portion of 16A south and east of Big Sandy River. Um, two tags runs the whole month of December. Um, that hunt uh, is, a, is a, what is it, a 1 in 75 um, draw. odds. So that is, I think, according to your numbers, Brian, the easiest sheep tag to draw for a resident um not yeah, that it's easy but when you break down those numbers and take out the non-residents it's that 175. yeah and I mean last year i mean the thing that doesn't account in that draw odds is that one of those
1: tags went to a guy with max so i mean if you're looking if you remove that you're looking at one in 150 still fit relatively decent odds
0: um
1: but that's a tough hunt. it's big a t- The
0: mojaves i mean there's like seven different mountain ranges there and there's not a lot of sheep and I've hunted it. It's, it's, they're few and far between, but it's a place where a good one can slip, slip through the cracks. It's always been like that, but it's also a place where you could literally go a week and not see a sheep. Yep. Okay, next hunt here is um, 16A South and 18B. Brian, I'll let you run with that. Two tags. Yeah, this is a unit that kind of, came on the map
1: back in 2018 when jason carter killed a slammer in there so i mean we saw a bunch of people jump over there and get excited about it because he killed a big ram and um as we traditionally do you know it's a good unit it's got some good sheep in it it can be it can be a difficult hunt for some but i mean generally speaking it's produced some okay rams and obviously that 183 was a giant um but that's not not the norm the Last year, it has two had two tags. It'll have two tags this year. Um, we saw a total of four hundred sixty four applicants, with two hundred thirty two of those being non residents. So when you take out the non residents, you're looking at uh, resident draw odds of roughly one in one sixteen. So I mean, the odds are um, not bad at all. It, it had a dip in applicants last year by sixty seven. Last year, they killed a 165, which is a great ram, and then a 171. I believe the 171 was uh, Craig Steele and, and uh, Exclusive Pursuit. They killed that one if my, if my records are right. So, I mean, those are good rams, you know. I mean, no, you can't. both rams are solid, so definitely a, a unit to consider for sure.
0: Brian, something I'm looking at here, and I think I'm right. Um, looks like they've dropped 16B and don't have a hunt in there at all. Um, let Correct. me know if I'm wrong on that. Which no, that, that's, that's that tells right. me the story right there with the pneumonia. I'm sure that you know I've, I've heard. Craig's told me it's really really rough, and we hope that they recover. Um, but again, that 16B is one to just kind of keep your eye on and if in a in a year or two or a couple years they open that back up there there's a chance that all of a sudden a sleeper will be in there if you know if a ram gets left alone for two or three years the right ram could really blow up but that's unfortunate that they dropped it but i'm glad that they're protecting that unit and and pulling it out of the pool um the next unit is the desert hunt area in southern unit 22 it's the you know, the crown jewel, I would say, of, of Arizona um, for quality of Rams. Um, unbelievable unit. Spent a lot of time in there. Uh, looks like both tags go to max point holders, which they normally do. Um, it looks like it was, it's a 1 in 278 as far as draw odds. And a 177 and a 182 really nice Rams came out of there last year in 2020. Two 181 Rams uh 2019 a 179 and a 175 18 a 171 177 historically you know one of the best units in the state year after year um you've got you know you can hunt off of Sorrel lake canyon lake apache lake everything as you're going up river or up the lake everything um on your left hand side there um and you know what more can be said about 22 it's just a phenomenal unit yeah
1: last year that 178 ram or 177 ram was killed by uh randy lundquist so it's a friend of ours matt lundquist obviously was up there helping his dad he guides that unit a bunch for double h and i mean that's a great ram and then the 180 ram uh was a, a great ram i know that guy had some help i believe from bob Kine, uh who's a local guy that spend a lot of time in there so i mean there's it's a fun hunt you know i tell sometimes people people argue about like the, the physicality of that hunt and it's like the reality of it is is that if you want to ride on a boat all, for the season and look for ram and then go out for the ram that you want to hunt it can be a really really fun hunt um there is some pretty rugged country in there but it tends to always produce that one 180 type sheep for sure
0: for sure um next unit is 24b north another one of my favorites absolutely love that unit um that's the opposite of 22 so as you're going up up river on Saguaro Lake, Canyon Lake, and Apache. It would be everything on the right-hand side of the boat, um, right-hand side of the river, or lake. Um, those that's that's uh, in the Salt River uh, Lake chain there, and so it's actually they are lakes, but you know that's it, it. The flow goes up and down every day, and it's it's basically an extension of the river there. Um, unbelievable unit. They've added a tag there. Um, there's not a ton of country there. I think two tags in that unit is going to feel kind of claustrophobic. Um, historically, just some giant, giant rams um, live there. You also got rams from 24B South, uh, the wilderness, um, that, that come and go into that unit at different times of the year. And, and so that's always something to, to watch out for as well. I do think having hunted it quite a bit, um it's always been so nice to have twenty-four B North and just have be the only hunter in there. Um I I do believe both hunters are gonna kill nice Rams, but I do feel it's gonna feel a little little clogged up, a little claustrophobic, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a good hunt before, but it's super
1: rugged. I mean the hunter last year killed a ram that was one sixty-six uh, so, I mean, a solid ram, um, but it's, it can be some tough getting around for sure.
0: Next unit is uh, unit 24B South. Um, it is also a great unit. Uh, 24B South has two tags. Now, the interesting thing that you need to know about 24B South is you can hunt all of 24B South, so you can hunt the wilderness and the non-wilderness area. Um, Brian, we've spent some time in 24B South. It's, uh, one of the best units in the state historically over the last, say, you know, 10, 15 years, some really, really good Rams have come out of there. Um, I think a little bit, the cream has kind of come off the top as, you know, there used to be where you could go in there and, you know, look at, you know, two, three, four, five Rams over that 180 mark. I think we've kind of seen, um, maybe kind of seeing some of the better days of that unit, maybe behind us, Um, you know, as far as some of those real, you know, 180 to 185 type rams, not saying there's not because it's giant country, but, you know, last year it looks like 179, the year before that a 178 and 176, 177 and a 167 and 19, a 180. a 168 in 2018, a 178 uh, in 2017, and a 185 in 16. Um, great unit for sure. Yeah, it's a
1: lot. I mean, that's a unit that takes a lot of uh, looking around. Um, it, 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 it once was a really great unit. It's it's definitely a good unit. Um, the 179 last year was killed by Eric Hunt and his crew. Um, so I mean, the guy had some some help from some guys i know they put some serious miles in to kill the ram that they killed so i mean it's a it's a tough hunt
0: for sure it's not something that's uh not something that's easy um while we're on that i'm looking at the game and fish regulations um we should just go ahead and talk about um 24b uh wilderness 24b wilderness uh tag they've added another tag so there's uh, three tags in there Um, I've hunted that quite a bit there is a ton of country to hunt I do again just like in 24b north I kind of cringe a little bit I think it's going to feel pretty clogged up I think you know yes there's a ton of country and its wilderness but people kind of tend to hunt the two or three kind of easy to get to areas, and that's where most of the sheep kind of are, although there are places within the wilderness that, you know, they, they do migrate through and you can find some of those sheep. Um, but three tags seems like a lot to me. It'll be interesting to see how that hunt shakes out. Ryan? Ryan?
1: Jay, yeah, you're talking about 24B wilderness, right? Still correct. Okay. Did yeah. I mean, no, I mean it'll be a, it'll be a definitely a, an interesting experience with three tags in there. I mean it'll be a, it there's country that you can get away from, but you know it, it's definitely quite a few tags. I mean last year they killed some some pretty good rams in there. You know mid 70s type sheep. So we'll see what happens. It'll, uh, definitely, it'll definitely have a tag, I would imagine, left for someone in a random position, potentially. I mean, with three tags in there, I think there's definitely a shot at that, you know?
0: We've got uh, 28 as the next unit, uh, two tags. It's a 1 and 239 on Brian's um, stats, on his odds. One tag did go to the max uh, draw uh, last year, 28 uh a 172 and a 175 were killed last year, a 173 and a 152 and 20, a 175 and 169 and 19, and a, a giant um, 189 and, se- and 172 and 18. Um, and it, it, So it looks like they're, from looking at these numbers, the last three years in a row, well, 175, 173, 175, 189, like four really good rams in the last four years there when you when you look at the biggest rams that were killed it's definitely one of the better as far as quality units in arizona for a chance at you know 175 plus type ram yeah i mean it's definitely
1: been a hot unit for sure i mean the, the ram last year that was 175 um that was sam derringer's crew um and that ram it was a long ram he just had kind of I guess, average bases, which is slightly unusual, but it was a definitely a, a, a solid sheep. So I anticipate at least one tag going in the max. It would not surprise me if two tags go in the max.
0: 31-32, uh, three tags uh, there. And in Brian's um, stats, a 1-299. 31-32, um, that's Vipa. Last year, a 175, a 156, and a 163. So um, pretty pretty wide variance there between, between the smallest and the biggest ram. Uh, the year before that is a 158, a 164, and a 168. Uh, in 19, a 149, 169, 168. In 18, a big 180 ram and a 176. So two really big rams interesting that it was in 18 it it was a two tag unit and it bumped up to three tag in 19 and you've seen if you just look at the numbers the quality kind of kind of slip a little bit um but still 31 32 is is you know a great great unit for sheep
1: yeah i mean it's a fun sheep hunt with a lot of sheep to be seen and sometimes in those units where there's a lot of rams to look over Sometimes people have a hard time staying off the trigger. I know in 18 that 180 Ram was an archery kill Ram and it was killed on a piece of private. Um, but it's, you know, 31 Erebipa was the unit in the 90s in Arizona. And, you know, so the genetics are there. Um, but you got to, the hunter, who the hunter is definitely determines kind of some of the success for sure.
0: The next unit we're going to talk about is 37A, and interesting, if you look at these dates, it's split up into three hunts, and it's November 11th through December 1st, November 25th through December 16th, and December 9th through the 31st. So they've kind of got this um, staggered out, it's six tags total, uh, and last year uh, they Let's see, if you just go off of Brian's odds, 1 in 343, 1 in 352, and 1 in 330, and they killed some really good rams. They killed a 159 and a 175 on the first hunt, a 163 and a 171 on the second, and then ironically, Brian, on the third hunt, they did the best and killed a 171 and a 175. And then if you look at the year before, it's pretty much the same thing. A sixty-eight, one, or 178, 168, 175, 176, 155, and 170. Uh, and then even the year before that, when it was just two hunts, um, but three tags per a 173, a 170, a 170. And then the second on a 163, a 176, and a 170. I mean just producing all kinds of really good 170 plus type sheep the question i just i don't know the unit i haven't been in the unit but i just scratch my head and go how much longer can it continue to produce 170 plus rams i guess we'll see i mean that's the it's probably one of the big success stories if i'm gaming fish because
1: when they split that uh in 2017 i think it was 2017 if i'm looking right Actually, it was 2015 when it was one ta- one season and they split it to two and 17 and then eventually to three. Like, it's been a success ever since. So, I mean, it continually produces, you know, 60 to 75% of the Rams are over 170. I mean, that's unheard of. And it's it's pretty cool country from what I understand. I mean, you know, I know the two biggest Rams killed in there last year were killed by you know guys that were outfitted i think one of them was a3 one of them was sundowner so i mean but it's neat country um it's kind of rolling more thicker country than uh kind of your barren rocky country that you're used to with sheep it's definitely rocky and got a lot of stuff going on but you got more vegetation to hide behind and the sheep have more vegetation to hide from you so it's just a little bit different unit, but it's a, definitely a unit I would not, I would be stoked to have a tag in 37A, no matter what the hunt is.
0: 37B is the next hunt, um, it's there by picket post outside of um, Superior, two tags, uh, last year they killed a 168 and a 148, uh, in 20, a 154 and 171, they killed a giant uh, in 2019, a 189 and 161, 173, 170. Um, back when it was just one tag in 17, they killed uh, a 174, um, a really good unit, not tons of sheep, but you've kind of got some transient sheep that kind of bump over sometimes from 24B, uh, from from the 24B south, uh, and kind of move around there. Um, definitely, a, you know, a place where a big ram can slip through the cracks. Um i wouldn't say tons and tons of country to hunt but definitely kind of kind of choppy country so definitely some rams a a ram could slide through there It wouldn't surprise me over the next handful of years if another you know high 70s low 80s ram gets gets killed there
1: yeah i think what's most interesting to me is that in 2019 they killed a giant so in 2020 we saw a huge increase in applicants because they killed a giant in 19 and then this year the applicant pool drops you know by 394 total applicants so it kind of went back to normal once the shiny penny was gone they went everybody vacated the unit so it's just kind of funny how that works i mean it's something to pay attention to when you apply you know if there's a big ram that everybody knows about killing a unit you're gonna see an increase in applicants and it's it can be considerable
0: sure uh, next unit is 39 East. Uh, that's east of Old Highway uh, 80, excluding Buckeye Hills Regional Park. Uh, 39 East last year uh, was a 1 and 156. It looks like one of the max point holders applied for uh, 39 East and drew it. Last year, they did a one, they killed a 165 and a 159. The year before that, when it was just a one, uh, it was one tag. Or maybe one, just one ram, just one ram got killed. It was a giant 179. Prior to that, a 171 and 163, and then before that, a 148, 163, 170, and 156, going all the way back into 2015. Again, that's a unit that you know. It doesn't surprise me that a big one every once in a while slips through the cracks and and gets shot every couple of years. Um, I was kind of surprised two years ago when they did kill a 179, that's a, just a phenomenal Ram, um, kind of, kind of crept up on people's radar. But then last year, you know, um, back down to 165 and a 159, which it kind of always was kind of a, you know, high fifties, low sixties unit for sure. I think it's nice being close to Phoenix, um, for someone, you know, local in Phoenix to draw, I'd be able to get out there and, and go scouting quite a bit. Absolutely. 39 West, uh, two tags. Uh, 39 West uh, last year, uh, 178 and a 164. Um, the prior year, 163, 162, 172, 167 and then 153 164 a 164 and no harvest in that would be 17 and uh 153 161 162 and 140 so the a bomber i know the guy that shot the 178 just an absolute beautiful ram um in 39 west there um Historically, you know, quite a few sheep, pretty good hunt. Um, always is is a pretty decent hunt. It's always been one of those that you could find in upper sixties, you know, maybe a one seventy type type of, of, of ram there. Good unit. Yeah, that
1: that ram that Dietrich killed was a giant for sure. And I mean there's some good Rams in that in that unit based on some of the videos from last year. So I mean it, it definitely can produce another really good RAM.
0: 40A, um, one tag in, in 40A there. Uh, 40A, this is a decrease. So it's, it went from two tags to one. So now it is not eligible for non-residents. So if you've been applying for 40A as a non-resident, make sure to take 40A off your list. There's only one tag now. Um, last year in 2021, 20, one of those tags or the only tag um went to a non-resident or excuse me to a max point holder didn't it yeah so the guy who drew uh, that that
1: was successful in harvesting a ram as a non-resident um who drew um in the as one of the max point holders with uh 31 points okay so and that he went guided uh again eric eric and his crew ado uh guided him to that 171 so i don't have any i believe the other hunter did not harvest because it's not listed on the game and fish report so i don't know what they're seeing down there but obviously it's something that has changed uh what they thought of it but i think most notably obviously it's a unit that has been considered and has traditionally had some non resident draw tags in there uh pretty regularly but remember next year uh you won't have access to it
0: yeah and i mean that's a unit that borders the reservation um, and you do see quite a bit of illegal activity so people need to keep that in mind that you know there's there's some safety issues there Um, something brian you bring up about eric's crew um, guiding that ram uh, just want to point out they they had a phenomenal year last year across the board their guides um, they harvested some really nice sheep um, did a really good job there for sure Um, Absolutely. Next unit here is 40B uh, Gelas. There's uh, four tags, uh, 40B Helas. Last year, there was a big ram, a 179, a 154, a 158, a 162. And then the year before, another great year, a 170, a 175, a 155, and a 159. A 171, 164, 157, 160. Uh, in 2007, or excuse me, 18, um, there was a 153, 165, 157, 156. So if I just look at these numbers, that unit, the Gila's, it's kind of trending up. Um, there's been some really good Rams, and then that 179 um, Ram that got killed. One thing to point out. Um, with the so this is the first year that the arizona um game and fish has done you know the trail camera ban and it'll be interesting in a lot of these western desert units guys were able to use trail cameras um and to get inventory of the rams and of the sheep in the unit um, which which i am against the trail camera ban and wish They would still let them use trail cameras for a number of reasons. We won't even get into all that. But it will be interesting to see over the next, you know, two, three, four, five years how not being able to use trail cameras and being able to keep inventory on some of these units in the Western Desert, which are very sparse, not a lot of sheep. But if if you're able to have cameras run all year, you can kind of keep an inventory it's going to be interesting to see how the quality, it, you know, if it goes down, which I'm going to I'm going to probably make an argument that the, it won't surprise me if the numbers kind of tick down a little bit because of the lack of knowledge um, that can be gathered over those trail cameras. So it's just an interesting point to point out there in the western deserts.
1: Yeah, I think that you're it's tough because I think that tr- the, the, the problem with the trail camera ban is that the trail camera has allowed individuals to hunt a particular older age class animal because they knew it, that animal was there. Uh, when you know the animal's there, it's a lot easier to pass up a good ram to hunt for a great ram when you have 30 days. Sure. So it, it's just a tough dynamic. I mean, you're going to see it in units, sheep on sheep units out in the Western uh arizona you're going to see it um it's going to play into the, some of the bucks killed on the strip and i mean there's a whole different sets of arguments to deal with trail cameras but there there is a benefit to them and it's unfortunate that we went into a position where they're no longer be able to be used at all
0: yeah next on is the mohawk coppers 40b two tags um if you look at brian's odds of it's one in 103 it's actually you know, I would say top in the top seven or eight units to potentially get a tag and draw a tag. Um, Brian, I'll let you go over the quality and the Rams they shot last year. Yeah, the, mo- uh, the Mohawk and the coppers, you know, I
1: would say the units trending up. I mean, I understand, you know, last year, 158, 175. In 2020, it one, both were 154 type sheep. But that's a. I I know the hunters, I know the one particular hunter on that and like to kill a sheep, at all was a heck of a feat. To kill a 154 ram was an extreme feat. So I mean, the potential to kill a good ram in the Mohawks is there, um, but it takes the right hunter. There's not a ton of sheep. You're gonna spend some days looking around, but you can definitely do it. Um, Draws were trending down last year as far as it saw a decrease in applicants by 255 total applicants. Um, you saw a huge dip in the number of non-residents that applied. So i mean i wouldn't back, i wouldn't be upset if i drew a mohawk tag at all um I, I think it can be done and it can even kill a good ram there
0: uh brian i want to take just a quick second here to tell the guys about the go hunt explorer program the go hunt maps if you're already a Go Hunt Insider member, you already have full access to the maps. But they have also broken out what they're calling the Explorer, and that's where you can pay $50 and get all 50 states um, and and have your Go Hunt maps under the Explorer. The interesting thing right now, they're doing a Memorial Day promo, and if you use the J, uh, J. Scott 50 um, promo code, you're gonna. Pay $50, but you're going to get $50 back in Go Hunt Gear Shop points, and you're going to have a full year access to the Explorer Go Hunt maps for all 50 states. So it's not just one state for $50, it's all 50 states for $50, but you get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card back. Um, you guys use the J. Scott 50 promo code. It's basically like getting the maps for free because you get that gear shop card back for 50 bucks. So check it out. Um, Brian, let's jump to the uh, 40B Tanaha Altas, two tags, uh, f- two tags, a one and 187. Um, a one seventy-two, a one fifty-four were killed last year. A r- really good ram the year before. A one seventy-nine and one sixty-eight, a one seventy and one sixty-eight in um, nineteen. A one sixty-four, one sixty-three, a one seventy-three, one seventy-seven. All the way back in eighteen. A one or excuse me, sixteen. A one seventy-six and one fifty-five and a one seventy-three when it was just a one tag unit uh, back in fifteen. Um, Tanaha Alta's, I don't really know a lot about it, but historically there's, there seems like there's always a, a pretty good one that comes out of there.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. It's definitely a unit that produces, you know, a good ram and some of those bigger rams have definitely been killed with the help of outfitters and people put some extra effort into it because it can be some pretty desolate country. Um, but definitely definitely a unit that can produce a, one, a 170 plus every year
0: 41 east uh the eagle tails two tags uh if you look at brian's odds a one and 169 uh 41 east uh last year a 145 and 163 the year before did a little bit better in, in quality a 172 and 168 um in 2019 a 160 and 143 a 152 158 a 160 and a no harvest uh in uh 17 a 164 and a no harvest in 16 and a 148 um the eagle tails has a bunch of wilderness areas it's there are some easier parts to get around there's some harder parts to get around um i think the eagle tails Has the chance to kill a book ram um, for someone that really can spend a bunch of time in there and, you know, might have some help to guys out scouting and looking around for them. Um, Definitely close to town, close to Phoenix. So if you're a Phoenix resident, it's definitely one that I would kind of keep my eye on for sure. Absolutely. Uh, 41 West. Uh, 41 West uh, is... Let's see. West of Dateland, Palomas, Harquahela Road, Clanton Hills Road, and that portion north of El Paso Gas Pipeline and west of the AT&T Frontage Road. Um, There's two tags in 41 West. Historically, Brian, 41 West, they've done really well. Um, Your odds, if you look at it, it's a 1 and 132. uh, 41 West. Last year, they did really well, a 178 and a 172. So it's two really good rams over 170. And if you go back, um, you know, there's a 175 the year before, a 179, a 184, um, a 178. So, I mean, this is the the 41 West is no secret. Um, There can be a good ram for sure taken out of that unit. And definitely, um, if you're a high point holder, 41 West should be one that you're that you're looking at pretty hard.
1: Yeah, 41 West has been not doing nothing but trending way up. I mean, uh, last year, Eric, Eric Hunt's crew in ADO killed that 178, and they've killed several really good Rams in there over the last couple of years. Um, I would say they definitely have a good inventory on what's there. So if you're someone who's going to hire someone and look in, and have max points, I would definitely talk to uh, Eric and crew before I applied, uh, especially if you're one of the three guys with Max. Because if you're going to draw, you want to solidify that stuff
0: in advance. 42, 44A East. uh, This is is a unit that um, I've spent a little time in. I I like this unit. It's two tags. It's close to Phoenix. Um, Last year, it was a 1 and 180. Um, Last year, the rams that were killed were a 151 and 166 a 160 and a 167, and then it was a 168, a uh, single ram killed in 2019, a 175 in 18, a 167, a 165, and a no kill in a 168 in 2015. Um, there's there's quite a bit of country to hunt. There's some, some kind of wilderness area that's tough to get into, um, tough to access. But then there's also some really easy spots to hunt. I, I, I like this unit.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a unit that I can I I definitely apply like some people for because of the fact that it's close to the valley. Um, I think there's potential to kill a good a really good ram in there, and it's it's nice to only have two tags in there. So uh,
0: let's see forty three A one tag forty three A historically. Produces a pretty good sheep. 43A last year, 172, 171 the year before, 172, 158, 149, 164, 172. So the last three years has been a 170 plus ram, which is good. There's only one tag in there. Uh, 43A is one that with my own personal tag um, I look at because I like the fact there's only one tag and I would be the only hunter um, in that unit. Um, so it's historically a unit that I'm, um, pretty high on. If you look at Brian's stats, it's a one in 160. Um, so, you know, not great odds, but I like the fact that there's a one, you know, there's only one tag, and the last three years there's been a 170 plus. It kind of borders a reservation there, so there's, there's room for sheep to kind of go on the reservation and, and be able to come back and, um, you know have have potential for those pretty good rams next hunt is 43b um brian i'll let you run with 43b so 43b uh traditionally big unit you can hunt a lot of different
1: places on the unit there is some military restrictions on a good chunk of the unit that just restrict on some of the things you could do the access is typically not an issue um always has quite a few tags in the unit and genuinely always produces at least a book-type sheep. So this year, um, it'll be interesting because instead of having two hunts, they're going to be combined into one hunt with eight permits. So that, uh, obviously, <laughs> is going to do a couple of things. One, it's going to be a little bit crowded, um, I would imagine. A and, little bit? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, people have high expectations and tensions can be high when you're, um, you know, have a sheep tag in your pocket. So understand that we will probably see a huge influx of non-resident applicants because it has eight tags. And we'll probably see a huge influx of applicants overall um, that apply. Last year, between the two hunts, The first hunt had 1,035 applicants. The second hunt had 1,192 applicants. Um, I don't see anywhere where any non-residents drew the tag based on the information that I have. So the draw odds, when you take out the non-residents, become pretty darn good for us residents when there's so many tags. It's a unit that you can definitely kill a sheep. You will kill a sheep on it. You will have to look at a lot of sheep, and you will have to know what you're looking at if you're going to try and kill something big. Um, having the help of an outfitter can be can help some there um there are several guys that, that guide that unit i'm not sure on these particular ramps who was guided in there last year um i think ADO had one of, had the big the biggest ram killed in there i think it was ADO but i'm not 100 percent sure but it was 166 and a half was the biggest ram killed in the unit last year and then everything um After that's 160, 157, a couple of 155s, a 156, and the smallest ram is a 146 and a half. So it'll be interesting because when you think of drawing a sheep tag, you kind of think of having the whole place to yourself. Well, eight sheep hunters in a unit, you're not going to have the place to yourself. You're going to see other people because every sheep hunter brings, you know, four or five people to help them, if not more. And then you're talking about now a unit that's not terribly far from Phoenix, so more inclined for people to come help. So just be aware of it. Uh, definitely a tag to consider if you don't have a lot of points and you're looking to just get a tag. Not a tag I would consider if I was a max point holder. Um, just my my two cents on that anyway. But uh, yeah, it should be interesting next year. Be, I'll be keeping an eye on that to see kind of what rams are killed for sure.
0: 44A East, uh, Granite uh, Granite Wash Mountains, Harkovar, and Black Mountains north of U.S. Highway 60. There's two tags. Um, if you look at this unit, historically, there was one really big ram shot, you know, say in the last six, seven years. But historically, it's kind of a mid-150s. So last year was a 156, 157. The year before that, a 114, a 159, a 160, 163. A 179, that's that big ram I was talking about, and a 143 the year before that. A 166 and a 72, uh, 161, and a 149. Historically not um, super high quality. It's a pretty tough hunt. Uh, the hunt odds, uh, last year there were 488 total applicants that applied, um, 1 in 111. Um, On the odds, interesting, it was a bump up change in applicants plus 181 uh, for last year. So, trending up, obviously, open to non-residents. Not a great quality unit, um, but a decent RAM could slip through the cracks there. Uh, Not one that's really on my radar. Um, Next unit is 44A West. uh, 44A West. Uh, one tag unit, um, 44A West. Uh, Let's see, last year a 182 ram was killed. Prior to that it was really struggling and and it was a 157, a 159, a 173 was killed in uh, 18. Um, There was no tag in 17, a 161, and a 151 prior to that. Um, And I think that's a perfect case right there where you know a couple years went by where you know a few rams were killed and one was able to slip through the cracks in a big big giant you know 182 inch uh, ram if you look at 44a west um, it's a one in 167 um, there were 206 total applicants uh, for 44a west um, Brian-
1: yeah and it's, it's it's worth noting on a west you know that that's the biggest ram I believe that ever come out of the unit. And that ram was guided uh, again by ADO and Eric and their crew. So, I mean, that's not just your DIY guy going in there and lucking into a giant ram. Odds are those guys did a ton of work and knew where that ram was at. So it's just something to be, I know they killed a big ram in there. Um, and we always see an influx of people that apply in units where a big ram gets killed the year before, but understand that's some intimate knowledge of the unit that went into killing that
0: ram uh 44b north um 44b north i'm actually happy to see that they dropped that back down to two tags um last year uh it was three tags they dropped it to two last year there were 1410 total applicants a one in 226 um last year in 44b north they killed a 172 a Two big rams, a 180 and a 179. Um, Historically, I've guided in the unit several times, and I always call it kind of the country club of sheep hunting. It's really good access by roads all the way around. Um, You can pretty much access everywhere by road and kind of be looking at either the front side or back side of of the mountains. There's not very much country where you can kind of get away, if you will. Um, But historically, it's had a lot of sheep. It's had some really good sheep. It's always where you know you can, you know, usually go and find a 170 plus type ram. Um, I was happy to see that they dropped the tags back from three to two, and hopefully we can maintain that as one of the premier units in Arizona. Uh, but the Plamosas historically have been just a great, great hunt, and 44B North has always been at the top of my list when I look at quality units in Arizona.
1: Yeah, it's. I would be interested in this unit, especially the fact that they cut the tags back, cut one tag out of there. I mean, it could be a really, really fun hunt. I always encourage guys that are have a lot of points that are bow hunters to consider this unit, or if you have a lot of points and you're physically, you know, uh, limited in your mobility, I, I point guys this direction. I would expect that both tags will go in the max pool this year but i could be wrong um but it's kind of what i would expect
0: 44b south um they bumped it up two tags so there's four tags last year there were 1233 applicants total uh one in 178 one of the um tag holders last year was in the max point pool um i cringe when i think i've hunted 44b south quite a bit and um it's claustrophobic with two i cringe thinking about four four hunters at the same time um again it's kind of like 43b with eight hunters that's a lot of people 44b south four people in the unit all on opening day that there's just not that much country um last year they killed a 137 and a 176 uh, a 180 and a 168, a 181 and a 176, a 173 and a 169 165, 169 170 178 a no harvest and a 174 and 15. Um, I you know they saw enough rams in the survey to bump it up to four. Um, that this is one of those that I think is a little knee jerk. I wish it would just bump up one and then continue to bump up. But to double it, um, I just think it's going to be there'll be some good Rams killed. Um, but as far as experience, you're going to have guys on top of guys, and um, not the. It's 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 um, not one of my favorites to see. When I opened the regs and saw that they upped it by two, um, I think it's I think it's going to be cloggy for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a unit that I had
0: i have interest
1: in hunting with my family members um but now i think that there are going to be some negative interactions when you put four people in there um you know at the same time i mean i i I personally think that if you're going to do four bags why not just split them yeah into three week seasons um two and two so it's not so congested but i suspect they'll produce another 180 type sheep in there so i mean it's definitely going to be something that's uh it's doable, but uh, it could be it could be very cozy.
0: <laughs> I'll let you tackle the Kofas, the uh, forty-five A, B, and C. Um, dive into those.
1: Yeah, the Kofas. You know, um, back when I had my tag in '97, the Kofas were kind of the cream of the crop back in the day. They were really, really good. Um, and then they had kind of a bunch of sheep get killed by lions and stuff like that and the game and fish has addressed those issues now and i i believe the recent survey at the kofas show over 900 sheep on the kofas themselves so what we're seeing is a you know pretty substantial tag increase from uh from last year and it's going to be a split hunt structure which i can at least support the split hunt structure because i think that's a good uh, a good thing for that so 45a you're going to have you'll have eight hunters in there this year it's two hunts of four um traditionally last year was a. it was i believe there were three tags in there last year so it's been a good unit it can produce a 170 type sheep uh, the 45a portion is definitely a tad bit more rugged than some of the other units of the kofa so it can be require a little bit more to get around in the unit and The sheep tend to hang on the boundaries of 45A and 45B at times. So it can be something that's uh, frustrating, I guess, a little bit. But it's a good unit. It's definitely a place to consider for shooting, you know, a mid-60s ram. Last year, they killed a 171, a 157, and and a 164. So definitely a solid sheep for sure. Uh, we'll go into 45B next. Uh, last year, 45B had four tags. I actually had a friend that had the tag last year, um, had a good hunt. This this it, it's gonna go into a split structure, which will be five tags. So it'll be a, an overall tag increase of one uh, with two hunts. The first hunt will be three. The second hunt will be two. Um, This, of all the Kofi units, is a little bit more um, accessible, a little slightly physically easier to get around in than some of the others. Um, They killed – the rams killed in the last year, I guess, are a little uh, surprising, I guess. You you had a 157, a 140, a 127, and then you had a a 175-inch ram that was guided by Double H, and that crew there – those guys really know how to get after it. I know Matt Lillenquist and Double H has had hunters in in A and B over the last couple of years, and they've they've killed book rams in there every year. I know Matt had a hunter in B last year killed a book ram, so if I'm looking for the biggest possible sheep in that unit, I'm definitely going to lean toward uh, looking to talk to someone and hire someone if I have the ability to do it, but I don't, I mean, I know for a fact that shooting a 127 or a 140 is not indicative of what's in the unit, so Keep that in mind. Uh, last year's draws were one and one thirty-one in forty-five B. It will change for sure with the uh, the hunt structure and the split. So just keep that in mind. We'll go into forty-five C, which is part of the Colorado National Wildlife Refuge, but the, the mountains are actually the Castle Domes. I'm pretty familiar with this unit because I had my personal tag in there in ninety-seven, although it was a long freaking time ago. Um, huge tag increase um, going from four tags to nine tags is pretty drastic and it'll be a split, split uh, hunt so at least you have that going for, for you. I can tell you when I had my tag I believe there were five hunters in there and uh, it wasn't terrible um, but we did have some other hunter interaction nothing that was too negative. This unit this, the, the Yuma Proving Grounds which is You know, military, basically, military land is restricted to any vehicle access. So, like, there's some country that you can really work to walk into um, and get away from people. There's definitely limited road access in some of this unit. I'm interested to see how it goes because last year it was 165, 158, 155. So, nothing that I would consider, like, exceptionally big. Um, I do know that there's been some good rams killed in there. Um, the last 170 ram was when it was a two two tag unit, and it was in 2016. So I mean, it's it's. I'm interested at the tag increase, but like I said, they they surveyed over 900 rams in the KOFAs. Um, so 900, cheap, they
0: feel, 900 sheep.
1: I'm sorry, 900 sheep. Thanks for clarifying that. 900 rams would be crazy. <laughs> But, uh, so it'll be interesting. But the draws in 45C traditionally last year, if you take out non-residents, was uh, 1 and 114. Last year you had a guy with Max who drew the tag. Um, so just something to, to think about. Um, it's, a, it's a good hunt. I mean, I would put in for it if I didn't have Max. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how what, what numbers we're talking about next year when we do this podcast.
0: All right, 46A East, east of Growler Wash, Cabeza Prieta National Wildlife Refuge, uh, one tag. I believe this is a decrease from two tags to one. Uh, Brian, last year there were 424 applicants, obviously this year dropping to one tag. There's not available for non-residents, so if you've been applying for this as a non-resident, make sure you know that there's only one tag and you're not eligible. Odds-wise, it's a one in 84. Um, obviously by dropping these tags it's going to make those numbers um, the odds be worse um, last year in 46a East um, excuse me yeah 46a East there was a 177 and a 154 a 152 a 160 going back to 2019 a 175 and a 157 a 169 160 168 158 173 171 and 168 and one 160 um brian um i don't know much about 46a east um do you yeah i hunted it uh and i hunted it in 2020
1: for like seven days with a guy and it is uh it is some seriously desolate country but with that being said, if I was a diehard sheep hunter and I had time and I could really get after it, I like the unit um, because it has produced some big rams over the years. And with one hunter in there, it'll it'll uh, alleviate some pressure because there's really only two primary places that a lot of people focus. doesn't mean that's the only places where the sheep are at. But not having to deal with someone else in there and then having 30 days um, – to get in there and get after it if I was really comfortable but I would have some time, I would I would definitely be interested in the unit. Um I wouldn't put in there if I didn't have if I had max points or anything like that, but it's I think it there can be some it can be done and you could kill a good run there.
0: Keep in mind all these units here, um forty in the forty six A east and west and forty six B um you've got potential for illegal um just some activity and and safety issues here uh 46a west um that's west of growler wash cabeza prieta wildlife refuge Um, one tag uh, 46a west last year um, there were 137 uh, applicants it's a 1 and 104 Um, last year in 46a west there was a 138 The year before was a 160, a 166, no harvest uh, in 18, a 170 and a 164 when it was a two tag unit, uh, 176, 167 and a 151, 154. Brian, um, what about A West?
1: I don't know much about it. I mean, I know there's been some good Rams killed over the years, but it it appears based on uh, everything that's going on that it's trending down. So, um, but, a West and A East are totally dependent on the, the hunter and the ability of the hunter and the time, really the time you can spend in there. So I have no idea, you know, if one thirty is indicative of the unit. I would say it's not. Um, again, it's a one tag unit. But if you've got time, and you know you want to ch- hunt a unit where you can kill a big ram, I would definitely consider it. You know, but you're going to work your butt off.
0: All right, 46B uh, East, they've split into two hunts, November 18th to December 8th and December 9th to December 31st, uh, two tags in each. Now that is an increase of three tags. It Prior was just a one tag unit. Um, They've split the hunt now and they've done two tags each. Um, last year in 46B East, a 167. The year before that, a 175, a 163, a 157. Um, and before that, it was. It looks like it was four-tag unit in 2017. Um, th- this is another one where, obviously, they must have flown their surveys and seen enough there that they thought they should increase from one to four. Again, this is part of one of my things of like how do you go from one to four seems seems drastic to me Um, I know our buddy greg coons guides in this unit and b west um, knows it really really well Um, he would probably be one that I should probably get on and talk to him about Um, Brian, what do you know about 46b east?
1: I mean i've spent a couple of days in it hunting it. It's super remote Uh, I'm surprised to see him go to four tags. I guarantee you there's going to be a couple of tags where guys shoot 140-type rams next year because it, it, this ram or this unit requires you to be able to walk 10 to 15 miles every day. So if you're not physically in shape, don't apply for it. Um, I know Greg was the one who killed the, his hunter, killed the 175 last year in there, and Greg's got that sucker dialed in with horses and stuff like that. I mean, there's an entire mountain range that's completely locked off from it. You know, there's no access to it unless you're able to go 15 to 20 miles to get to it. And it's physically very difficult to do that with enough, without water. So I think it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely, I'm surprised to see it jump up so much. I mean, Greg would be more of an expert than I would on on that, but it's definitely a pretty drastic jump. I mean, there's definitely good rams in there but it's dependent on where the, where the moisture's at and where the feed is at.
0: Then you go with 46B west, Brian, which I know you have a lot of experience in, and another big jump. We've got two hunts, um, four tags in each hunt. Um, that is a increase there from five tags last year. They're adding three tags. They're splitting the hunt to four and four. Um, Last year, there were 955 total applicants, which made the draw odds a 1 in 86. Um, I believe this hunt and 46 P East, the odds are going to be very, very good. But as you said, Brian, both of these units, like people really need to understand that The access in these units is not very good. And in both of these units, you have to walk a minimum of three, four miles across the flats just to get to the mountains. It sounds, it doesn't sound that difficult. But when you have to do that day after day and you have to pack that much water in, that's where the problem is. You cannot, you know, it's it's very difficult to get around and access in these units because of the lack of water. It's not like, oh, well, there's a tank or... You know you can get water here or there it's that's that's a big problem again jumping from five to eight seems excessive to me um i'll let you speak on it brian yeah i mean b west is a little more accessible
1: than b east for sure um last year the biggest desert sheep killed by a draw hunter was killed in 46 b west which was 183 almost 184 that was a giant ram um That's going to get the attention of some people. I like B West for a young guy who has time and is in physically good shape or a guy, you know, anybody in physically good shape with time can go in there and and have a successful hunt. Um, I think eight permits is a ton. Uh, Four and four, definitely going to be uh, very interesting. When we were there, I think there were five hunters in there. We really didn't run into it, too many issues. Um, but I am I think there will still be big rams left on the second hunt for sure because it's very indicative of who draws the tag. But if you're a, an individual who doesn't have max points, is in physically good shape, got a, a pretty dependable hunting buddy to go hunt with, um, I think you can do well here. I think you should consider it. But you need to give yourself the right amount of time and there's a lot of planning and preparation that goes in to this hunt before you even set foot in the unit. And if you do it right, you can really, I, I think you can do okay.
0: Brian, I'm going to let you tackle the Rockies here start off. Okay. Uh, Rockies, generally speaking, you know, in the state,
1: we're just kind of average as far as Rockies. We typically kill a couple of 180-type sheep, Um but we've had some new opportunities open up, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, unit 127 uh, has traditionally been a one-tag unit. It's going to be a two-tag unit this year, which opens it up to non-residents. The draws for Rockies, generally speaking, are terrible uh, in our state just because Rockies are one of the hardest sheep to get a tag for in the world uh, without spending a boatload of money. Last year, the draws were one and four. Five hundred and ninety, And so we didn't see too many non-residents apply. So those are kind of your traditional draw odds next year. We'll probably see some more non-residents put in for the hat. The one tag was drawn last year by a guy, uh, or one tag was drawn by an individual in the max. So, you know, nobody else even had a shot. The unit 127 south, I'm sorry, unit one, Slash Two South Fork Hunt. That is a new hunt from last year. Um, it's kind of right there along the highway that leads into uh, Eager and stuff. Is where those sheep that a lot of people see on the highway there. Um, it's kind of like those rams right in that country. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. It's it's going to have two tags, but it's going to be a split hunt structure. So it'll be one and one. I would not be surprised to see one of them go in the max. I could see none of them going in the max because um, last year's Hunter killed, uh, what was it? It was a pretty decent, just a decent ram. I think it was, actually it was a 178, so it was a really good ram in there last year. So something to just kind of think about what that's going to look like for you. Those Rocky hunts are tough. Uh, 6A, traditionally always been an exciting unit. where I had my tag uh, back in 2013. You know, it was really good, really good, really good. This is one of those units where I think we could argue that uh, game and fish kind of shot it out or let it get hunted out, and so we lost some of the quality. Um, there's still there's still sheep in there, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, we really shouldn't be seeing the fact where people are struggling to even kill, you know, rams that are in the 170s. Last year, there wasn't a single 170 ram killed. It was 167, 166, and 161. And we know people that definitely hunt and spend a ton of time in that unit. So it's kind of tough to see that starting to happen because, I mean, really, it just it's just unfortunate because it was such a great place to kill big sheep. Um, but it's going it's to be interesting. I, I think the one thing that is good is that they split the 22 hunt last year. So it forces guys to hunt 22. Um, where traditionally it was 6A and 22, and most everybody was hunting 6A. Uh, last year, the 22 hunters, both hunters were guided. Uh, Arizona Custom Hunts guided the 172.5, and, and then the 169 was uh, Sam Derringer and his crew. So it's rugged country. It's a unit that you can drag out a giant, but
0: it's got some access issues. So Three is going to be claustrophobic in 22, I, I yeah. believe. Um, two, yeah, two you're, you're, three's a lot you're going to be on top of each other so i mean just be aware of it
1: i mean and just remember you got a sheet peg in your pocket so it can't be that bad <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is is uh, 23 24a uh good unit produced one big ram four or five years ago 181 last year's ram was 170 that seems to be the trend somewhere around the 170s I know we had a 148 last year, but that's not indicative of what's there. Um, it just depends on on the hunter, and, you know, everyone has different reasons of expectations or different f- physical capabilities. Uh, Drods, 1 and 396, so not uh, not terrible when you're talking about Rocky draws. That tag last year went to a max point holder, but this year there's two tags in there, so who knows what's going to happen. Uh, 27, upper blue. This last year, which was uh, typically, uh, there were two tags in it last year. I think this year we will have two again, two tags in it. The, th- the thing that was kind of interesting on this upper blue hunt is that it, it can be physically tough to get into some of the country, and so it just depended on how things go. Um, last year, you had a hunter that shot. 184 um, which was the biggest rocky killed in the state and i believe that hunter was guided by sam derringer and his crew so i mean he had some help from some homegirl knowledge if i'm looking at it correctly here um so definitely helps to have some knowledge Uh, sam and his crew live in that country so they know it pretty darn good Uh, 27 south 28 north two hunts a lot of sheep fun hunt uh, can do it on your own You'd like to have if you want to kill the biggest ram, you might want to hire someone. Um, traditionally, produces one seventy plus rams, and every ram last. Year, you had a one sixty nine was the smallest, with a one seventy five being the biggest. Good hunt for bow hunters. Um, I'm sorry, there was a one fifty seven that was killed in there last year. Good hunt for bow hunters. Generally speaking, not great jobs, but there isn't really any good draws in. uh, rocky when you talk rockies and none of those tags went uh one tag went in the max so i mean it gives you five tags for random guys to draw so rocky throughout the state there's not one that i would call standout unit yes 27 upper blue killed a giant last year Um, doesn't always happen that way um so just be aware of that they killed a 182 also and the 27 south 28 north first hunt. but again it was guided by sam Derringer and his crew so those guys really know where to drag those big rams out of so if you get a rocky tag just enjoy it uh you may have a chance to kill a giant it may just be a fun hunt see a ton of sheep and get to kill a nice ram so i mean
0: uh it's just get the tag they're so hard to get these days for sure um brian that that was pretty extensive coverage there of the units i want to give you a chance um if you've got any concluding thoughts here, um, any words out there, words of wisdom to guys applying and, and you know, looking into this season here. I mean, the, just remember the goal is to get a sheep tag.
1: And, and if, if you get a tag, enjoy the hunt. I mean, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I mean, we talk about it all the time. You know, everybody says they're going to help you. Most of them don't show up to help you. But enjoy the moment because they don't come around that often. And if you're someone that's not in that, I would say 30-plus points, you need to be looking at units that have decent opportunity to draw that are not drawn by max point holders. If I was going to tell anyone that he doesn't have 30-plus points, stay away from the 24s and stay away from the 22s to make the most of your opportunities. doesn't mean it doesn't happen, um, but if you avoid those two, I think you're going to make the most that you can on the opportunities that you're given. So. Something to think about, and good luck to all you. And if anybody has any questions, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, You can also send me an email. It's brian.rimza at hotmail.com, and I'm sure Jay can give you my info if you need it.
0: I'll link it up for sure. I really appreciate you um, pounding through these numbers and spending some time with us, and um, it's always great. I know you're enthusiastic about sheep uh, yourself, and you're one of the fortunate ones that have killed a desert and a rocky in the state, Um, and so you're pretty much just watching from the sidelines, but you're still fired up about it. Um, It's pretty cool to see. Um, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Thank you for all that you do for the listeners. I know a lot of people reach out to you throughout the year and you help them. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank the listeners for tuning into this podcast. I also want to remind you about the Gohan Explorer membership uh, through Memorial Day, the 31st of, of May. Um, you are going to get. You pay fifty bucks for the Explorer membership. You get a fifty-dollar Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card back, and you have a full year access to the Go Hunt Explorer, which is the Go Hunt Maps. Take advantage of it. Go to gohunt.com. Use the JSCOT 50 promo code. Um, guys, thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, if you have questions for me, you can go to my Instagram at JScottOutdoors. Send me a direct message. I appreciate all of uh, the support you guys give me, and um, God bless to everyone out there. Brian, take care, okay, buddy? Yep, have a good one, Jay. All right, bye. Bye.